Hi, I'm Aaron Kirkpatrick. I'm Yoni Pruce. And welcome back to The Floater. So today is July 2nd, meaning we are only 28 days away from the NBA's return. And Yoni and I thought it'd be fun if we start a little series. I think we're calling it Where We Left Off. You want to call it that? That works with me, yeah. Where we basically talk about where every team was before the season ended. Uh or I yes. guess not ended, stopped, since we're having a resumption. Yeah. So we're just going to go bottom to top. So today we're going to focus on three Western Conference teams, the bomb three from the bubble. So we have the Phoenix Suns, who were 26 and 39, the uh, San Antonio Spurs, and of course I forgot to write down their record. They were 28 and 30, uh, 27 and 36, and the Sacramento Kings, who were 28 and 36. Yeah, so these um, three teams were all within two wins of each other. Whenever yeah, before, before we actually get into talking about these teams, I just want to remind all those listeners out there to check out our Instagram and Twitter at the Floater Pod. Check out our website, floaterpod.com, for wonderful content each and every day. Check us out on Spotify or Anchor, it's the Floater. Um, yeah, you want to get into it? So one thing that I thought I, some quick stats that I wrote down about the Suns was their offensive rating uh, before the season pause was 110.5, which put them at 16th in the league. So just below average, their defensive rating was pretty bad. 20th out of 30. Uh, they were 111.8 points per game. And then their opponents points per game were 113.9. So that was yeah. just like some basic stats I wanted to talk about. And then an obvious notable loss for them was Kelly Oubre Jr., who will not be attending the bubble. It was surgery, like something with his shoulders, right? Yeah, I think he got surgery. I don't know who it was on. But, yeah, he's out. So I, we've kind of talked about this before, and no one knows why Phoenix was like really brought – to the bubble like it's obvious they were brought like that obvious reason is actually they were brought in just because you want an even number of teams that were brought so with the wizards being in the eastern conference since the wizards have a chance to make it into that playoff game for the eight seed you need to make it even and you don't want 21 players and i guess they thought 20 isn't a good number i, I don't think that either sacramento to, not Sacramento, San Antonio or Phoenix should really be in the bubble, but that's besides the point. So yeah. what do you have about the Suns before I go into some interesting advanced stats that I looked up about them? I don't think – I mean, do you want to just talk about stats or do you want to talk about the team? Uh, both, but I mean, one like, thing about the team that I think stands out is their lack of defense, so I pulled up some stats about that. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about stats all day, but that's kind of just reading off stuff from basketball reference that people could probably look at themselves. That's fair. I mean, we could talk about the actual team. I know at the beginning of the year, they actually started off pretty hot, and then DeAndre Aiden said he was suspended for a while. 25 games, right? What Wasn't that when both him and John Collins were hit with, like, 25-game suspensions for performance-enhancing yeah. drugs, right? Yeah, so Aiden was out for a while, and they got worse, obviously, because Aiden's their number two player on the team, their best big man. And, I mean, Devin Booker – I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of Devin Booker. I think he kind of – he doesn't win games. He kind of puts up empty stats. 
He's a great scorer, but he doesn't do it much else. He's kind of similar to one of his good friends, Carl Anthony Towns, who's a great talent, but will never lead a team to a championship or yeah. even to the sec even to the second round of the playoffs. Like I think it's fair to say that Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns in their current state, their teams won't make it out of the first round of the playoffs when they make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, these teams aren't making – like, the Suns aren't – I don't project the Suns to make the playoffs or to do anything if they were to make the playoffs. I mean, like, Devin Booker isn't a leader. He's just a pure scorer who puts up some assists and boards because he's the number one option on a bad team. Yeah, do you even – how many assists per game was he even averaging before the – He's averaging six assists. Which, which is, like – It's good, but, like, if you're the number one option, you're – I mean, like, six assists for anyone is impressive. I'm not going to discredit him on that. He's obviously, like, a pretty good passer, but he's also the only and main option on a bad team that doesn't really have anyone to surround him with. Their ball yeah, handler. he's right now averaging – basically six three-point – he's making 36% of three-pointers on surprisingly only six attempts. I really feel like he would be someone who would take more attempts, but that was something that kind of was interesting to me. There's not too much to talk about the Suns. I think it's fair to say that they're going nowhere in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're a young team with – I think they had a new coach this year. It was uh, Monty Williams, I think. Is Monty Williams our coach? I mean, he might be. If you want to check. Yeah, it's Monty Williams. Yeah. Monty Go Williams. me. I got the coach. Good job. I mean, they're a young team. I, I don't think they were expecting to go far or do anything really in the playoffs. I think they're mostly just trying to develop younger players, which yeah. them has I think has gone well for them because I think they've developed some good players. I mean, like, Obviously. I love watching McCall Bridges. He's really fun to watch. That's what I was going to say. Mikel Bridges, obviously. Kelly Oubre was having a good season, and he would have been fun to watch for the eight games had he not gotten injured. What was kind of interesting was their draft pick this season, Cameron Johnson out of UNC. Yeah. He wasn't awful. He The problem is for someone who's a power forward, he only averaged three rebounds. But coming off the bench averaging – 20 minutes, he got eight points, three rebounds, and assist on 41% from the field, 40% from three, and 76 from the free throw line. So he wasn't awful, but he's someone that's going to take, in my opinion, a lot of development. If you uh, don't mind, I want to quickly go into the fun sure. stats that I saw about the Suns. Just because, so we all know they suck on defense, and you know, one of the best clips about the Suns was. It was against Boston, and it was like, how many offensive rebounds did Boston get in that possession? Five, four, five. So, just what's so bad about their um, defensively, uh, I didn't even see how many offensive rebounds they give up a game. But this I just thought was funny. They allow 87.5 shots a game, so basically 88 shots a game, and contest 60% of them but that still means they leave about 27 uncontested shots a game, which puts them 18th in the league, which isn't awful, but it's just funny when you think of them, how poor they are on defense, like leaving 27 wide open shots a game. You're you're never going to win doing that. I mean, they're a young team. That happens. They're going to learn. I don't think, I mean, no one expected them to be like the top five defense in the league. 
And I, yeah. I mean, they're young players. That Monty Williams is a good coach, but he's only had one year with them. Uh, they'll get better, but I mean, I am not surprised by the stats. Do you have? Uh, do you? Do you have their eight games for the bubble oh. pulled up? Oh, I have their eight games. So no, I, I can pull it up. Well, what did you – you said you pulled up each team's last 10 games. How were they in their last 10 games before the season stopped? Yeah, before the season stopped, the Suns were 4-6 and six in their last 10 games, and they beat the – they actually beat the Bucks, but the Bucks didn't have Giannis. Yeah, that was – Giannis had it – was it his ankle? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. We'll get to that when we get to the Bucks, but yeah. – so they were four and six. They lost to teams like Golden State, Detroit. Um, yeah. Those are the only two bad losses. Every other loss you kind of expect out of them. They sneaked a win against also the Trailblazers and the Jazz, which if you look at them, they're so inconsistent offensive, like on the offensive side. Uh, I'm just going to list off the past 10 games. Uh, going from their game against the Trailblazers, they had 105, then 140 on the Bucks, 127 on the Trailblazers, 114 on the Raptors, then 99 against the Warriors, 111 Pistons, 92 against the Clippers, 131 against Utah, 112 against Chicago, and then 101 against the Raptors. Like, we know they're an offensive-minded team. Like, there's no question about that. But it's just like, if you're going to be an offensive-minded team, they'll never survive putting up numbers like this yeah um i just looked up their eight games for the bubble and i'll just read them off and tell you if i think they'll win or not so they're playing the wizards which they'll probably lose um i mean they're they're one of the worst teams coming into the bubble so it if could I go had, either way though because the wizards might not end up having bradley beal i okay i assume bradley beal is going to go they could still lose, beat them, even if they have Bradley Beal. I don't know. That's probably the most winnable game out of their eight. Okay. So they have the Wizards, the Mavericks, who they'll lose to. Clippers, lose. obviously. Pacers, Heat, Thunder, 76ers, Mav- Mavericks. I think the only way they win a game – so there's the Wizards they could potentially beat, but the only other way they win a game is the final game against the Mavericks if – like the Mavericks are stuck in their uh, seating. Like they can't go up, they can't go down, and they just want to give their players rest. But quick tangent, do you think teams are going to do resting? Because I feel like without teams playing together for so long, I feel like you want every seeding game to try and throw out new lineups and figure out just like team chemistry. Well, I mean, I assume by now most coaches have know their different, roles of different players and know the different rotations um the only way i see resting is if it's for the, like the last two games or the last game if a team is locked in their spot like i know in the west right now there's like a one and a half game difference between like the three and six seed i think so that's I the same in the eastern conference too uh no the four and the six yeah i mean the celtics are pretty the celtics are basically locked up at three celtics are, i mean celtics could move to two but I, I mean, there are a few. I'm games saying like, I don't see them dropping beneath three. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be much resting. I mean, there might be resting in the last game or so, but I don't think anything else. Yeah. So next up, I that's all I have for the Suns. Unless you yeah, have we, anything more, we can move on. Okay. So next up, we got the Spurs. Their one notable loss that's kind of worth mentioning is Lamarcus Aldridge. He had 
shoulder surgery as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's their second best player. Yeah, they're going to have to be starting Jakob Pertl now. I think they're – oh, God. Now that I think about it, I don't know who they're starting power forward is, but I think there's a high chance that they're starting uh, front court is Jakob Pertl and Trey Lyles. I doubt Trey Lyles is starting. Who Their power forwards are Trey Lyles, Drew Eubanks, and Chiesa Metu. I feel like there's got to be someone else. I'm going to look at their, like, per games just to see who starts. Uh, game started. So, Bryn Ford, Rosen. Yeah, right. Trey Lyles. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so in the last 10 games for the Spurs, they went – oh, my computer. Okay, they went 5-5, five and five, and they beat the Thunder, Jazz, Mavs, Hornets, and Mavericks. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, went, they beat four – playoff teams but right now they're the problem is they're 27 and 36 and new orleans who's the ninth seed who they'd have to get past is 29 and 37 which is actually doable i was just talking about how they were at the end of the season i'm not talking about playoffs oh i know i know but i'm saying like yeah but we're whatever sorry i i don't think they're gonna go anywhere especially with the loss uh, I'm not saying LaMarcus Aldridge is all that great. We know he's kind of past his prime. He's currently – how he's been playing in the league for 13 seasons. He's – I mean, it's obvious. I don't think they're going anywhere. LaMarcus Aldridge was their best player. He was their, he was their second best player, their best big man. He put up 19 points a game, which is good for the Spurs, considering Marta Rosen is their number one. It's crazy to think this is going to be the third, the first time in 22 years that the Spurs have not made a playoff appearance. And yeah. it, it, it goes to show, like, if you think about their roster, I would say their best player is probably DeMar DeRozan. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? That's their best player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I said that. The best player is DeMar DeRozan. And it shows when you have a guy – like today's league he still puts up 22 points a game so give him that but in today's league it doesn't work when your best player averages half a three-point attempt a game like that means he only shoots what a three-pointer once every two games am i doing my math there right yeah and i mean he's a fine three-point shooter he shot threes on the raptors Uh, he was okay he wasn't anything special but like I think they're just they put a system in place where they're relying on driving in mid range, which just I don't which, think really works in today's NBA anymore. I mean, it's not great for modern basketball, but obviously Popovich. I mean, Popovich is one of the is probably the greatest coach of all time, so I'd trust him in his schemes. And I mean, the the roster around DeRozan is pretty awful. Yeah, the they're kind of like the Suns in the sense where they have a couple younger players who they're still developing, uh, Brim Forbes being one of them, and DeJounte. the other one being DeJounte Murray, who... My favorite player. What? He's my favorite player on the Spurs. He's... Yeah, I think I think it's hard to say... Oh, you know who probably will start, actually? I'm kind of an idiot. Rudy Gay at Power Forward over Trey I mean, Lyles. I mean, Trey Lyles is already been starting games, so... I don't know. But yeah, right. DeJounte Murray, we kind of knew... So he, in his first season, he got, or after his second season, I don't remember which one, he got the bad injury. 
and was out. I think it was ACL, if I remember correctly. And we still like the thing you look forward to with DeJounte Murray is his defense. His rookie season, he averaged 0.2 steals a game. And I think that's when he got injured. Then, uh, no, he got injured 2017, 2018. But his second season, he averaged 1.2. This season, he's averaged 1.7. Like, he is a great defender and he's one of the more promising things on the team. But if we're really thinking about it, like, this team isn't going to go anywhere. They weren't doing anything before the hiatus. Like, the three teams that we're really talking about today, they weren't doing much. Yeah, before the hiatus. Re- we were, we're just recapping what, where they were at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they lost to – they went 5-5, five and five, as I said, and they lost to the Cavs, Nets, Thunder, Mavs, and Pacers, which some games you would think they would win. Like, you'd think they could beat the Cavs and maybe the Nets, but you'd, it makes sense that they lost to other teams. Yeah, and whether they're eight games going forward, before we move on to our final team of the podcast, I think we should – or not – can you pull that up real quick or do you want me to i can look it up just putting me on the spot here well you're you're the schedule guy so make sure you have the kings eight games after you look that up i'll pull it up after this um all right my computer is being slow but i'm gonna guess that they're gonna go two and six two and six before seeing the this website didn't have it Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. I got you. Pull it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that they're gonna go two and six. Okay, I'm pulling not it up even, right now. Not even looking. Up there. So schedule and resu- schedule San Antonio Spurs. Okay, they're eight games. Two and six is Yoni's guess. We've got they start off the season or the seeding games with the Sacramento Kings. All right, that could be that could be a win. But also, I'm gonna go. What I'm gonna go that goes either way. Memphis Grizzlies. They lose two. Lose two. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers lose two. Nuggets lose two. Jazz lose two. Pelicans lose two. They have a punter's chance against the Pelicans. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Rockets lose two. Jazz. They could win. I think they'll split the game to the Jazz. So realistically, there's a world where they do go one and seven in the bubble. Yeah, I mean, I if I had to predict based off what you said, I think they split the games with the Jazz. They might beat the Pelicans, and they might beat the Grizzlies. I don't think they beat both the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, but they could win one of those. What about the Kings? I like the Kings more than I like the Spurs. I like the Kings a lot. Before we go too much into them, just one player that I, I really like is De'Aaron Fox. I like yeah. his style of play. He's a floor general. He's quick. He's dynamic. He has great vision on the court as far as, like, finding open teammates and create and moving the ball. Like, he is – I'm just going to quickly – He this season he was 20 points a game, four rebounds, and seven assists, which – well, 6.8, but I'm going to call that seven unless you have anything against that. Like, De'Aaron Fox was a great player for the Kings this season. So, jumping into the Kings, this season they were 28-36. and 36. They were 11th in the Western Conference. And we haven't been mentioning it for the other teams, but their last game they lost, it was 113-118 to 118 against Toronto, which I don't know what Toronto's roster was, if they had any injured players, but 
losing by five to Toronto is kind of acceptable for a team like the Kings. I mean, it's good for the Kings. Yeah. I mean, in their last 10 games, they went seven and three, which I was very surprised by. They lost to the Thunder by four, which is, I mean, that's good. Like, 76ers and then Raptors by five, which is. And amazing. how much did they lose to the 76ers by? Uh, like 15. But like, okay, I but mean, the fact that they were within five points of two playoff playoff teams is worth mentioning. Yeah. And then they beat, they actually beat good teams. They beat the Grizzlies, Clippers, Grizzlies again, Wizards, Blazers, and then Warriors and Pistons. But they beat the Clippers, Grizzlies twice. I mean, like, they're playing well. I think if there was more than eight games, they could have a chance at – honestly, I don't know what their eight games are, and we'll get to that point. Yeah, but they're, they have the same record as the Pelicans right now. Like, they have an equal chance to try and get within that nine spot. I, so here's the – obviously, the big thing that was going on before the season stopped was Buddy Heald being moved to the bench so that Bojan Bog, – not Bojan, Bogdan Bogdanovich could start over him. Yeah. What was your – kind of feeling about that when everything happened i mean i didn't, i love buddy healed i love watching him but he's also one of the most one-dimensional players i've ever seen he's an amazing shooter but doesn't offer much else to the game like he's not a great defender not a great passer not a great rebounder he doesn't add much else besides shooting but i i do the one thing i have i, I have one thing for putting him on the bench and one thing against the thing for is that him and darren fox have a great connection because De'Aaron Fox is one of the fastest players in the NBA when you pair him with a shooter. That's amazing. But also Bogdanovich is just an all-around – I don't know if he's a better player, but he would also – he works. and like He, he works adds, harder than Buddy Heald. Yeah, and he adds more to the game. I think Heald. he also might be a better three-point shooter than Buddy Heald. Like, I know – but didn't Buddy Heald win the three-point competition? I think it's – Buddy Heald's a much better shooter than Bogdanovich. Oh, he is. Never mind, yeah. You might have – yeah, I don't know the percentages, but just by watching them, I know Buddy Heald's a better shooter. Yeah, and a notable player who they won't have in Orlando is Marvin Bagley. Mm-hmm. He had some sort of foot injury, and the most recent update was March 10th, and there was no timetable for Bagley's return. My guess is there still is no timetable for Bagley's return. Uh, but before – one player they did get, I don't know whether or not it was in the buyout market or at the trade deadline that's kind of interesting, was they got uh, – what's his name? Wow, I can't think. Power forward. I don't know. Jabari Parker. They got Jabari Parker, oh, who yeah. can kind of fill in. Jabari Parker was having a decent season. Uh, he was in Atlanta, I think, before this, this season. but. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. The season for Atlanta before he got, when he was in Atlanta this season, he was averaging 15 points a game, half a block, 1.3 steals and six rebounds. So like, I'm not saying Jabari Parker is as talented as Marvin Bagley, but I think they still have a really fun roster. Like their starting lineup is some can be something like, well, it's obviously De'Aaron Fox, but uh, not Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich. But then that small forward, they have options. If they want to go for a big lineup, they can do something like Nemanja Bealitsa, Kent, uh, not Kent Bazemore. Wow, I, I can't speak English right now. Jabari Parker and Richwan Holmes, who's also been having a really good season. I think that's worth mentioning. They were 
I thought the Kings were one of the cooler teams to watch this season just because they had so many different personalities and there was so much going on that you could look at. But then if they also, like, let's say they choose not to start Jabari Parker and they start De'Aaron Fox, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes, Nemanja Bealitsa, and Rashawn Holmes, that means coming off the bench they have some good talent in Jabari Parker, Kent Bazemore, Yogi Ferrell, and obviously Buddy Heald. Like, I think as far as depth goes, they they have a pretty deep team. I just don't think it's a developed team. I don't know what yeah. you think, though. They have a few good players off the bench. Like, they have one good player maybe off the bench. I mean, like, Jabari Parker hasn't been nearly as good as people thought he would be. Yogi Ferrell, who I actually like watching, isn't really a great player because he's not a great defender. He's just okay shooter, okay passer. Um I mean, I do like their starting lineup with Fox, Bogdanovich, and Harrison Barnes. So I, I love, really like Harrison Barnes. I mean, I don't think they're anything special, but, I mean, they could win a few games, maybe push the Pelicans, maybe push the Grizzlies. Like, I don't Harrison think Barnes got the bag this off this past offseason. Well, yeah. Not, I mean, like, wasn't it four-year $90 million? Uh, I think a little four more Four-year $85 million. Right. I was close, which is – it's his biggest contract, obviously. But on the Mavericks, he also got money. He On the Mavericks, he was given a two-year, $45 million deal. So, like, yeah. Harrison Barnes, he's good. I think there's a chance that they somehow sneak into the ninth spot and play whoever's the eighth seed. Let's Let's look at their – final eight games to see okay. if they have any chance though yeah i pulled it up okay so, so what do we got their eight games are pelicans which, which i think will toss up can we break down that game a bit so i think sure. that's worth breaking down so you're gonna have my guess is so i think they might want to start jabari parker over nemanja bayalitsa in this case just to match up against zion i think Jabari Parker is a more physical, better defender than Bayalitsa. Yeah. And then De'Aaron Fox will obviously be guarded by Drew Holiday. Bogdan Bogdanovich guarded by Lonzo. I think there's a very fair chance that the Kings can take this game if they get hot from beyond the arc. Like, I think they're one of the teams that relies heavily on Bogdan Bogdanovich's shooting and Buddy Heald's shooting. Like, if they get hot, it will help them out a ton. I don't have stats to back that up, but that's my belief. I mean, if any team gets hot, they can win any game. And, I mean, this um, Kings team is, relies on that especially. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is kind of a hot and cold sort of guy. He's not always on, but when he's on, it's amazing to watch. I mean, as you said, Bogdanovich and Heald are always – they're great shooters, so that helps. But I still think that Zion, Lonzo Ball, and Drew Holiday are just overall better players than what the Kings have. Okay, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, Drew, they also have Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick, who are, like, vet, veterans of the game. So, I mean, I'd, I'd rely on the Pelicans more than the Kings in this situation. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, we'll let's give that to the Pelicans. So, they're own one Yeah, and then they have the Nets. Which I think – players they could win. I think that's a win without yeah, okay. the Nets have like half their roster it, it it it's bones they have nothing yeah. there yeah and the Mavericks 
Um, I give that to Mavs. Yeah. Personally, I mean, Mavs are just better. Mm-hmm. And then they have the Rockets. Rockets. It's Magic. It's beatable, but I like. I think the Magic are a better team, but the Kings could win. The Kings could. That's another game that's going to rely on them getting hot to win. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count them out there. Then they have the Pelicans again. They might split those games with the Pelicans. I think it's fair to say they split with the Pelicans. And then they have the Pacers and then Spurs. I think it's fair to say they go anywhere between three and five to five and three. Yeah, I'd probably probably four and four I'd go. I mean they split the games with the Pelicans. They beat the Spurs, maybe beat the Magic. The reason why I say three and five is because I think the three wins is like, uh, like we said, the Spurs, the Nets, and one of the Pelicans games. But then the five also comes from also beating Orlando and potentially beating the Pacers. Yeah, that's po- I, I mean, I have the Pacers winning that game, but yeah, it's more possible than others. That's why, like, I think their ceiling is five and three. Their floor is three and five, and what's more likely than not going to happen is going to be four and four. Yeah. So that's kind of all I have for these three teams. Do you have any uh, final thoughts about them? No, not really. Um, yeah, this is, we're just recapping teams and how they were before. And I guess we talked a little about how they're going to do in the eight-game bubble. Um, but, yeah, I don't have much else. I think, obviously, once we get – to some of the better teams who had a lot more going on before everything stopped. Like when we get to Philly, we're going to have to talk about what is their offense going to look like coming into the bubble. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot more to talk about with more of these teams, but I enjoyed this. Like any chance to go back, talk about the games always makes me happy. What about you? What's you. No, I, I hated every second of this. You hated every second? I knew it. You hate working with me, isn't that it? I do. I hate working with you. This this feels like work. I'm definitely not doing this for fun. I'm the um, worst. That's all you have to know. Yeah. Um, there is NBA news that we could talk about, but I will save that for the podcast. No, what? Let me hear it. I mean, did you hear about the other bubble that they're making in Chicago? Oh, yeah, like for the eight teams? Yeah, it's not big news, but it just was tweeted out the NBA was finalizing a deal to put in a bubble in Chicago for the eight teams that didn't make the playoffs. It's basically just to, like games. They're going to play games against each other and get some training camp in. Are these games going to affect – have they no. said where or not this will affect uh, lottery odds? From what I know, like I don't assume so because I feel like it would have been a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would have heard about that specifically. So I'm assuming it's not. I'm assuming it's just training and getting some good game, good reps in, some good practice. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like to an extent that could be seen as like an unnecessary risk, but I'm not going to complain about getting to watch more basketball. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to stream it, but it's possible. I have no idea. We'll we'll get Josh's take on that tomorrow. Yeah. But so that's been today's podcast. Um, as a reminder, check out the floater pod on Instagram and Twitter, as well as check out floaterpod.com. Oh, sorry. One quick, uh, headline I just saw is the bottom eight teams are not allowed to make trades yet. Like they have, I guess everyone's waiting. It's going to be weird having like all off season trades being like 
I guess October and well, November. They're, they're pushing everything back. It's not surprising. I, I not, I'm not saying it's surprising. It's just going to be like a weird feeling. Sure. I mean, everything's weird nowadays. I'm getting used to everything. That's fair. But so that's today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Yoni, anything final? No, I'm good. Okay. Well then, without further ado, stay loyal.